0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. This episode, we went from the fires in Calabasas to the law firm in San Francisco to Ariana Grande's music video. And it was quite the ride, so we hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Emma and I'm Julie and we're the girls behind comments by celebs and welcome to episode 14 of our Kardashian bonus show So, you know, the way this was gonna work was we weren't really sure at first We were doing specialized episodes and then once the season started We realized we were kind of just going to use these as recaps and the episodes have been so good recently that we've really been enjoying doing so, right?
1: Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs>
0: and it's so funny. Now it's like the episode starts and we get a flood of DMs, like even the first scene. Oh, my God, can't wait for you guys to talk about this because I think everybody is starting to realize that we are very much on your page in terms of being so invested in the micro details, as we like to call them.
1: And this episode had plenty of those. It's funny because I couldn't watch it. On time, and then like people started DMing us, like live DMs. I was like, whoa, no, stop, 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 stop." <laughs> <laughs> and I never watched it on time, and I was so invested. Yeah, you that was that was a weird
0: role reversal. It was a very weird role reversal. I actually made the initial outline. That never happens. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to tell me twice. So let's get into it. We're gonna go scene by scene, as we always do, and pointing out little things along the way that we thought are uh, mention worthy. So the scene starts out with you know. What we had been anticipating, as we've seen via the commercials, which was Kylie and Jordan's celebration lunch for their uh, Kylie Cosmetics collab. And, you know, it's kind of the thing that we've seen teased on TV for the past couple of weeks, and we all kind of just cringe together because clearly we know the state of that relationship and the state of Jordan in that family. So the clip that had been teased was Chloe making a toast about Jordan and Kylie's friendship, which is just the irony of all of that is just <laughs> it was like really cringe worthy. <laughs> really cringe worthy. Anyway, so we get to see the full thing, and it's at you know it's at Kylie's house. She hosts this whole thing, and Chloe gives her speech, and she says, and I quote, "I did want to say I'm so proud of both Jordan and Kylie. I know how hard you've worked on your company, and you're so generous to share that with me and Courtney and Jordan. And it's a blessing because you don't have to share your blessings with us." And Jordan, for you to be turning 21, I've known you forever, and I'm so proud of you and the woman you've grown into, and that you're growing into, and to see you guys together and remain best friends through thick and thin, (laughs) But you don't even know, is such a blessing. Congratulations on everything, and this will be a huge success.
1: I mean... It's like, did they write? Like, there's no way. It's like, I, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like when people write, like, really eerie things that predict, like... Yeah. I mean your
0: friendship through thick and thin. It's like, let me tell you how thick it's I'm about so to proud
1: of the woman you're grown into and the woman you're growing. Like, no, yeah. make it, please make it stop. It was awful. I like, I was like watching like through my like, then I realized I like could still hear it. It was just like a lot. <laughs> the visual right now,
0: Julie has her hands completely covered with her sleeves. Like, you know, when you're really uncomfortable in middle school. And you, you know, when you're there? Ariana Grande.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing.
0: So that happens, um, you know, and, and again, we're all, Obviously, I mean, if we had watched this speech a couple months ago, we would have thought, "Oh my God, so sweet." And now we, of course, watch it through the Tristan lens because our whole worlds, I think, in a lot of ways, are seen through the Tristan lens. And everything I do is through everything, Tristan. Yeah, lens. Everything we do is through the Tristan lens. And I don't know. It was just very uncomfortable to witness. I also I have a question. Do you think that they intended on this being a longer seg- like segment, and then they cut? They made a post production decision to cut it shorter in light of what happened, or no?
1: Um, I I kind of think the opposite that like maybe it wouldn't have made it to production because it wasn't that big of a deal and that once it happened they were like holy fuck we're putting this in really yeah I, I think it's possible
0: I felt like it was cut like I felt like they're they know they're not stupid they know that we love seeing anything at Kylie's house by we I mean all of us you know what I mean and like especially when she's hosting I wouldn't have been surprised
1: if they shot more um, yes but also remember that Kylie's like not too big on being in the show I know so, I don't know. It it was just interesting. I mean,
0: it, what she said though is right. What Chloe said is right. I think it was it's always interesting when they um kind of make verbal statements saying like when she said you don't have you don't have to share your blessings with us and you share it with me with Jordan and Courtney. It was that was Chloe very like clearly outlining that she recognizes that what Kylie has is something that they don't
1: kind of in a way. Oh, yeah, of course. But I always think that it's interesting when they do that. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's interesting that they considered it a blessing to share with Chloe and Courtney but not with Kim because for Kim it's just a regular collab. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. It is really funny. I mean, one could argue, yeah, but Kim's collab came after that she didn't know, but still, they've done other collabs. They've done other things before and it's just like it's very different brand-wise. No, totally. Um, I mean, and also she just has her whole like cosmetics empire. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah
0: of course. Okay, so the next scene was, they were at Chloe's house. It was Dream, Rob, and
1: Chloe. Nice to see you, Rob. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> Julie literally It's Rob, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> I wrote some really funny notes. <laughs> can't wait. Um,
0: so, you know, Chloe was talking. It, there was really nothing too much here. It was just them interacting. But the point that we thought was noteworthy was Chloe says in her interview that Rob reminds her so much of her dad based on how attentive and funny he is with Dream. And to me, that just made
1: me smile. It was weird seeing him as a dad. We didn't really, like, it's been a while since we've seen them, like, really interact. And it was really adorable. He's, like, very sweet with her. He is very sweet with her. I mean,
0: I, I have to be honest, though. Anytime we've spoken about Rob in terms of coming from a concerned perspective, it's much more been so about, you know, his being introverted or his choice in women. It was never like, I don't think this man is a good father
1: or would be a good father. Don't you kind of feel but that way? one would argue that if if you—not that I feel this way, but I'm saying one could argue that if you have a hard time taking care of yourself, imagine taking care of another person. Absolutely. And I never, ever would say—I think it's just like such an unintelligent claim to make,
0: like, have a kid to save you. Like, what kind of logic goes into that? And I'm not saying he did that. I don't think this was planned in any way. But I do think that he is a rare instance where having the child actually really
1: bettered No, him, I think you that— know? I, I actually don't think that's ra- that rare of an instance, but I think I think you're 100% right. Like, it, it definitely made him better. I think that people could be surprised watching them interact and how sweet he is and how good he is with her because we've seen him, like, go through so much stuff.
0: Totally. I think the odds were kind of stacked against him.
1: Yeah. You know what Which I mean? Which is pretty
0: much in everything that he does. So it's, yeah.
1: It's no different here. But anyway,
0: we're glad to see you being so engaging, Rob. Okay, the next scene was Kim, as you guys know, it's been a developing story that she's been going back and forth to San Francisco to the Cut 50 offices, which is the law firm, you know, the office is set up by Van Jones. Um, and we, we've been seeing that through the past couple of episodes. So she's there. And her main goal in going there was to really get, uh, you know, to learn more about the First Step Act and to get Trump to endorse it. So I want to just explain, because they, th- they threw out that term a lot, and I don't know if we all understand exactly what it is. So this is what the First Step Act is. The Act, among many provisions, retroactively applies the Fair Sentencing Act, allows for employees to store their firearms securely at federal prisons, restricts the use of restraints on pregnant women, expands compassionate release for terminally ill patients, places prisoners closer to family in some cases, authorizes new markets for federal prison industries, mandates de-escalation training for correctional officers and employees, and improves feminine hygiene in prison. So, those are a lot of really important things. In the episode, you heard Je- uh, Jessica Jackson, who's the main lawyer that's working with Kim, say that, you know, one of the things that they're working on is making it illegal to have pregnant women in shackles during delivery. Yeah. And Kim was, like, appalled that they would even be in that. It, I think, to me, that moment was, like, her thinking, wow. There's so much goes on. I don't even—I well, think I, this is so, so fucked up. I don't even know how fucked up it is.
1: I think for Kim, it, it was a moment of going, like, okay, let's get people out of jail, and also let's make conditions better. Because her focus, I think, was really, okay, let's let's see what we can do to get people out, and not as much, like, okay, there's a lot of shit going on that can be changed even within for people that we can't get out. Totally. Totally. Um, Basically, like, just to sum it up into one word, it's that
0: the First Step Act reforms the federal prison system and seeks to reduce uh, recidivism. Re- ref- recidivism. So hard, such a hard word to say. Um, but what that basically means is, like, the the rate of people re-offending. And as we'll see later on in the episode with a lot of things with Alice Johnson, a lot of that comes from almost being set up by the system, which is a whole other situation. But anyway, we see her there. And, and um, you know she's, Jessica and, and her are talking about what is the best way to bring this to Trump. And it was, you know, that, I don't know if you guys heard um, us when we were talking about the her Vogue interview and Van Jones was saying how he's never seen someone give such a convincing argument the way that Kim did with Trump. I felt like what we were seeing now was a behind the scenes of how she got there. You know what I mean? She was really learning firsthand what she needed to say to be able to like, etch it into his mind how important this was. Oh, my God, yeah. So that was just interesting. Also, um, North and Kanye kept coming with her to San Francisco. Did you see the two-second clip of them playing? The playing
1: some more in the car? Of course I did. No, they are they are adorable. They are one and the same. I can't. <laughs> Anytime I see him interact with one of the kids, it, it's, it's too much for it's, me to handle. It's too much for me to handle, I know. Okay, moving on to the next scene, which was Kendall and Chris
0: backstage at Kendall's shoot. And... <laughs> I don't know why they left this in, but Kendall's just talking about um, how much she ate. She's like, you're not going to believe it. I ate wings. And then we went to in and out I said, I was only going to eat half the burger. I ate the whole thing. Which, like, who eats half a burger? You know what I mean? Um, She's like, and then they asked me what I wanted for the plane. And I said, carbone pasta. And Kirsten's like, (gasps) She's like, and I ate the
1: whole thing. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Like, impressive, Kendall. It
0: was so funny.
1: Also, just a one quick note. She was, uh,
0: Chris was talking about, Robert Kardashian saying how you know her and him used to go to this dinner that was similar to Carbone, but she referred to him as Uncle Robert. I knew that that was a thing that she referred to him as
1: Uncle Robert to Kendall and Kylie, but I always think it's interesting hearing her say it for some it reason. It is really interesting, right? I mean, it's. I wonder when that was decided. That like they like I I'm sure they called him Uncle Robert when they were little because they did have a relationship with him before he died. Like they were very young at the time, but there are pictures of them like together and and Robert with them. So, like, I guess it was just easier to, like, explain to, like, a four-year-old and a three-year-old that it's Uncle Robert. The part
0: of me that I think I always find it a little, like, oh, is I never really remember in my head that they're not all full siblings. Yeah, that's also true. And that's what it is. It kind of reminds me of, like, oh, wait, they don't all have the same dad.
1: Yeah. It is, it is. I I forget a lot, too. We all do because they're such a unit. I know they have different last names. It's actually funny because I was looking at a picture of Stormy. That looked a lot like Saint, and I had sent it to you. And I was like, for a second I was like, do they even share like any of this? But they like obviously they do. I just yeah. like, took me a minute to like realize. No, I know, it's so true. Anyway, so the whole this whole the purpose of this scene was really for Chris to uh,
0: tell Kendall and to tell us that Ariana Grande asked her to be in her music video. So she's like yeah, Kendall, I got big news. Ariana Grande uh, invited me to be in her music video. <laughs>
1: Kendall had the most Courtney reaction. She's like, oh, so cool. Like, Why aren't any of them happy for her? She, first of all, Chris gets so excited for every little tiny thing they have, and they can't fake a little excitement for Chris. She was so excited. First of all, just Chris, for the record, I want you to know we were screaming.
0: I mean, yeah, we, I mean. We were fully losing it. But no, but it's so funny. Like, And I don't mean this in a negative way, clearly. I don't think they were not doing it to be disrespectful at all. It's just so funny how like, These massive events just so so quickly become so minor in the scheme of their lives. I guess when you're going to the Met Gala, like, being invited to Ariana Grande's music video is just another day in the life.
1: Well, that was the thing that I was going to say when we, like— when we were going to talk about Ariana's music video, is that like Chris doing it wasn't just a favor to Ariana. It wasn't like she was like, oh, let me just do this and I'll help her out with this music video. She was so honored to be there and be included with it. Oh my God, we're going
0: to get into that scene when she when they actually met or like when they actually showed it and Chris was. She was so happy to be there. I'm going to make such a good analogy. Oh my God, those of you that are listening are just going to love this. you are just going to love this. Because you are, because you're going to love it too. Chris at Ariana's music video was
1: you at Sunday service. Like the excitement. The excitement
0: level, like the disbelief that you're actually there.
1: Yeah, except I would be like, uh,
0: yeah, like on the most basic level. Yeah, on the most basic level, not like physically how you were, but like just the sense of like, I cannot believe that I'm actually here. She couldn't believe that she was doing that. See, it's
1: it, I can't believe because it hasn't happened to me yet, so it's still a disbelief. It's like I'm there, and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. Like I'm literally not there.
0: <laughs> okay, but when we do go, and I, again, I say when, not if. You're going to be that same way. You're not going to believe that this is real life. I just know it. I know. I probably am going to have like a full out of body experience. We never. You're going to be
1: like, why haven't you spoken once? <laughs> I, we
0: never ever go live on our Instagram. That we would totally go live for that.
1: Fucking dog. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, okay. So the next one, the next scene is. Kim, you know, at the law firm, it's 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 really split scenes. Because on one hand, it's Kim at the law firm and also the start of the fires. So again, as I said, her goal is really to get Trump to endorse the First Step Act. So it's her, Jessica Jackson, Kanye, and North, and they're all having dinner. Which, by the way, North is— No, I can't. North is beyond. There is something about when North says Kim Kardashian, I lose it. I like—it's a full out-of-body experience for me. Yeah, it is. It is funny. What about it is so— What about? Can anybody else that's listening please chime in if you have that same thing? When North is sitting there like Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. She's like, not even saying it right. It's it's just
1: adorable. It's
0: so, first of all, it's the cutest thing
1: ever. Second of all, it's like, do you recognize the magnitude of that name? Like, I need to know. I think she's starting to. And I think that's that's what what, it is is about is that she's starting to realize that, like, her mom's name carries so much weight. I think she always knew her dad did. Because remember that scene where they're at Nobu and they're, and Chris says to Mason, like, who's your favorite rapper? And and North goes, Kanye West is my dad. Like yeah. I think she always really recognized that Kanye had something because it's something tangible that she can point to, like, this is my dad's song. This is my dad. I think she's now starting to get to the place where she's like, Okay, this is my mom also. Totally. I don't
0: but it's funny that we were watching it separately. And did you have that same reaction that yes, I did when she was yes. saying it? And I actually got a couple of inboxes about it. That's so funny. Um anyway, so they're sitting there, and you know. Here's the thing that if they wanted to get if they want to get people out of prison out of prison there's either clemency which requires Trump's okay or there's getting bills passed which also requires his signature so either way they need his endorsement and support it kind of doesn't matter which route um he ultimately takes and Kim as i said before this was really what we're seeing right now was really the behind the scenes that Van Jones was talking about in his in the Vogue piece about how you know Kim really had to study not only the legal aspect of it, but also the best way to approach it to Trump. And I feel like this, this we were watching the wheels turn, you Yes, know, right? Also, this is just funny. They get there and I guess it was kind of cold. They're all wearing jackets and, and Kanye's like, yeah, there's nothing colder than a San Francisco summer. And Jessica's like, yeah, didn't Mark Twain say that? And <laughs> it's like Kanye with the casual Mark Twain quote. That's my I love boy. It. That's my guy. Just want to take one minute to tell you guys about OpenFit. So here's the thing. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds so much easier said than done, as we all know. (laughs) And that's why OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. The great thing about this is that you can totally lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So here's what it is. Basically, OpenFit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. There's a lot of different reasons as to why this is such a cool uh, product, but I'm going to give you a couple. So they have amazing trainers and classes. So their classes are led by like some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, who is the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which is amazing, big fan of Extend Bar. Um, Or you can get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. The trainers know what they're doing, and they, they know how to get you results and get you results quick, which is, of course, what we're all looking for. It's also super simple. And the the fact that you can access it anywhere, you can view it on your computer, uh, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, super, super easy and kind of takes out the excuse. We can't use the excuse of not being able to do it if it's just so convenient. You know, Personally, I love the idea that I don't have to have a gym, especially when we're traveling. It's really stressful to always try to find a hotel that has one. So if not, this is an amazing tool to be able to use that. So with our code COMMENTS, you can join us on our fitness journey, which is personalized just for you. Again, use our code COMMENTS and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text COMMENTS to 30-30-30. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all of the workout and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 30-30-30 and standard message rates and data may apply. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Now back
1: to the show. Okay, so we pan back to Calabasas. You pan back to Calabasas? What do you mean? Are you just panning back? We're like, pan back to Calabasas. It's a warm summer days. The Kardashians have taken shelter amid the fires. I feel like Mark Twain just inspired me. I don't know. Yeah, you, you just became Mark I know. Twain. I that
0: Mark Twain talk just got me going. Anyway, okay, we're back in Calabasas now. Kim comes back from San Francisco. She recognizes that, you know, there's clearly this mandatory evacuation and she has to get back. And as Chloe so beautifully said, it, it was like Armageddon. It was really all hell was breaking loose over there. So here's a breakdown of where everyone is. First of all, Rob was at Chloe's house. He wasn't really taking it as seriously as she was.
1: which and she made He wasn't it, taking it seriously at all. He yeah. was like, Chloe, Chloe, double dare on, double dare on. You remember the show? She's like, Rob, the house is going to burn down. <laughs> he was, what w- w- we
0: really found out was that, you know, it was Dream's birthday and she was going to have a birthday party. And he had just put so much work into it. And he was kind of upset that it was all going to happen, which I totally get. But at the same time, like, it's like come on, well, come on, you can't really help what's happening. So they can't find Rob, then they can't find Chris, whatever. They find everyone. And here's the breakdown for where they're staying. So. Chloe, Courtney, and Kim are staying at a hotel with the kids. Chris is staying with Corey at their condo. Scott is staying at his apartment in Beverly Hills. Which was so funny when Chloe was like, Scott apparently has an apartment in Beverly Hills, so he's staying there. Yeah, it was so funny. And Kylie is on tour with Travis. um, And Kendall's house wasn't in the line of fire. So that's the breakdown of where everyone is. And Rob's staying with a friend, right? Did we say that? Rob is staying with a friend, yeah. So... First of all, we see, you know, the the scene that we're first seeing them is Chloe and Courtney watching the TV, and Chloe is having a full-blown panic attack. And she kept saying, like, everybody else was relatively calm considering the circumstances, and she kept saying, I don't understand how nobody's freaking out. I don't understand how nobody's freaking out. What I wanted to say to her was, like, it's not that they're not freaking out, but it's that getting worked up in the moment isn't gonna change anything. Whether or not your house is gonna burn down, which I recognize is probably one of the scariest experiences, that added level of stress, adding stress doesn't help control the circumstance or the, the consequences. Right. Know, that, it's
1: like there's nothing you can do. There's such, nothing like you, you can powerless. do. It's
0: you're totally powerless. And I, I, what was so interesting about what I always find so interesting about Chloe, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, is I I mean, you guys know we really, really like her, like as a person from what we know. And she always seems like she's on such a journey to really want to better herself and her involvement. And even, I know it's such a superficial analysis, but constantly posting the quotes. Like, she's really into the whole spirituality thing. Wouldn't you expect that in this situation she would be the one that was the most level-headed?
1: No, because I think the persona she's trying to put out recently is not who she is at heart. And it's, like, this calm, everything's going to be okay, everything happens for a reason is, like, what she needs to tell herself to, like, keep moving forward and getting through it. But when, like, shit hits the fan and when her real personality actually comes out, it's this nervous person who doesn't know what to do and feels powerless. I totally agree with you. And I think she probably doesn't respond well to powerlessness.
0: I'm just saying, and I, I recognize it's like, what what uh, more of a massive situation to test your commitment to self-growth than your house burning down? I recognize that's not really a fair way to judge it. I'm just, and I can't imagine how I would be in that situation. Obviously, I'm just saying, it was interesting how,
1: I was kind of like, Come on! What about all this self work that you're doing? Focus. Like, yeah, really? I, I know that's I, like the fire. In her defense, also, like the the Tristan thing hasn't really happened yet, so maybe she hasn't gotten to that place of no, totally, totally. It's yeah, a fire is really not the best time to
0: test how much growth you have. Of course not. I can only imagine how much she was freaking. It was just so you know. Here we have Courtney. Like you wouldn't even know. Yeah, Courtney. Nothing
1: affects Courtney. No. Nothing or everything. She, gets, Courtney, is so extreme in that sense. Yeah, it's like she either doesn't give a shit or everything is the worst thing that's ever happened in the whole world. Yeah, it's a very interesting personality trait that I would love to explore more. I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think for you. I I don't know if it's me, but I I do get it. Yeah. Like in certain times. Interesting.
0: Anyway, um, so you know they're they're back at the at the hotel and. Courtney takes Kim and Chloe aside and is like, guys, I totally get this is really stressful, but we need to not be focused on the news. We need to make it a happy environment for the kids. As if a suite at the Beverly Hills Hotel or wherever they were wasn't happy enough, Yeah. yeah i um, And they were like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. And it was so, so cute to see that little sister powwow. In that moment, it was like a mom powwow. Yeah. You
1: know? It was interesting because – None of the kids were freaking out. Penelope was old enough to know what was happening and was sitting watching the news with Courtney while Courtney's freaking out. And I think any normal six year old would have had a reaction like, Mom, I'm scared. Or like, st- she was just so calm and just sitting. I think because Courtney was calm, it, Penelope was calm. If Penelope had seen Courtney start to freak out, I think it would have changed things.
0: Right. And True's not old enough to have a vicarious right. freak out via Chloe's. Good point, yes. Anyway, so they kind of have um, a, a relatively calm, happy night considering the circumstances. Saint in pajamas. They seem
1: like they're the best night of their lives.
0: I mean, I, can we just talk no, about No, we can't put saint in say. pajamas. It's not fair. Saint it's in the matching fair. pajama set, jumping on the bed. I mean, no. No, 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 no. And let me say... Obviously, we're going to talk in tomorrow's episode all about the Ellen thing. But this was—I put
1: this on the same level of Rain on Ellen, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But, you know,
0: in terms of the cuteness level. No,
1: they were adorable. The two of them together, like him in pajamas, Rain in an Adidas tracksuit, playing in the—like, they're best friends. They are the cutest little friends in the whole world. They're cuter than North and Penelope. I said it, and I'm not taking it back. (laughs) No, but
0: then the there was like a four-second clip of Chicago just walking—
1: no, Julie. They make the cutest goddamn babies. All of them. All of them.
0: Someone sent to us Chloe's Instagram of True yesterday and was like, "He who shall not be named." I gotta say, he makes a cute fucking kid. I'm like, I yeah, know he it does. Sucks. He does though. His son's really cute too. I know. Well, Tristan is so good looking. I, I've, I was. I, do you know that I didn't even tell you this? I was getting my eyebrows done uh, a couple days ago, and someone was talking about. Tristan and I kind of just of course intervened in the conversation they were saying you know what do you think it was that had her stay and this and that and I was like let me tell you something have you seen the man? And They're like I know he's really good looking and I was like he is really fucking good looking. I was like this is what we always say if he wasn't this hot this wouldn't have happened and I kind of broke down the whole thing for him and Chloe's you know the the self confidence
1: thing and they really understood it but that I I hold true to that belief beyond. You know what's unfortunate? What? Like no one could ever name their kid Tristan now. It's such an adorable name you like imagine, imagine you have a baby and you're like, Tristan. It's like. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's God. Like, like, naming your baby Bill Cosby. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, okay,
0: we're not putting Tristan and Bill Cosby in the same category. Clearly, Bill Cosby's actions are far. I literally, just, the PR, I know, I literally I I am the PR department. It is. Are we going to cut this out or keep it? We'll decide after. I, I, <laughs> I just
1: like. <laughs> You, you
0: have no idea. Can I just say something? If you ever hear me pause and I'm trying to gather my thoughts, it's because I'm actively thinking about if something Julie said was going to get us in trouble and if I have to, like, either
1: cut or— I feel or- like we're Kim and Kanye. <laughs> like, I always have really good intentions, but, like, I just say whatever comes to my mind. You're the- Actually, you know what's scary is that I, I have a filter. That's the scariest part. No, it's true. You do. You No, you're not— listen we could
0: it could people are I think that a lot of people I mean, maybe if you're doing podcasting, you're not problematic because you're you, you realize you have to be so cautious about it. But I mean, you are the low end of the spectrum in terms of we don't have to edit as much as I'm making it out to be. You're not, like, you have you have your head screwed on
1: straight. No, I I do. Yeah. I, I, no, I do. I, I 100% do. My thoughts aren't even that bad. They're just like, no, how just, did that shit come out of your mouth? It's really more so that if someone doesn't know you, they wouldn't fully get it.
0: That's what it is. Yes. Whereas, like, to me, I obviously know exactly your intention, but not to everyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which seems like a them problem, not a me problem, <laughs> quite frankly. We're on episode, what, 50-something? Like, learn my personality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So, Pam, back to Calabasas. (laughs) Mark, we missed it. The Kardashians are huddled by a simple (laughs) fire in the Beverly Hills Hotel.
0: They literally are. Did you see when Chloe pointed? She's like, that's the fire that's taking over our house. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's
1: gas.
0: (laughs) Anyway, also, I just have to make a note. I wrote this down. Do you notice that they're all in full glam? Did you see what I wrote? You wrote, they don't call it a smoky eye for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so true uh, that's really funny but I was wondering did you think that they had the makeup artist with them Do, you know I don't know just an interesting thing I don't to think know about. it was I mean, let's <laughs> add that one to the inconsequential questions that we want to ask him. so during the fire was Mario living with you or
1: what, what was the deal did you have his own room did you have a suite yeah I guess maybe their makeup was done before they evacuated mm-hmm. they just never Kim has said that she slept in makeup before that she'll like wear it for two days sometimes that to me, I, first of all, I remember when she said that in that interview, and to this day— Because I sent it to you and said, don't get any ideas. You're still taking your makeup off
0: before bed. Yeah, but to this day, that is still more surprising to me than her doing her sex tape on ecstasy. I yeah. Am, if Let me tell you something. Anybody, even remotely in Hollywood, is the first one to say, take your makeup off. Take your makeup off. Anyone it's in the, Hollywood, anyone ever. No, but I'm saying that they preach that because they have such heavy glam on always, like, Everyone will always say it's it's the biggest tip if, when people say, "What's your one piece of glam advice?" it's always like, I'm telling you take your makeup off the fact that Kim Kardashian this
1: goddess of skin slash makeup admits to that i I I will never get over that Dr Orion must have some treatments that allows you to keep your makeup on for two days without breaking out first of all, that's reason enough to go to him everything he does is reason enough to go to him please Dr Orion in the literal rare event that that's you your dream that's my dream That's my dream. And you know what's crazy is it doesn't even usually affect you. Like, it's usually you falling asleep on, like, how to me taking your makeup off. I know. (laughs) Which is, like, a weird dynamic, obviously. But, like, it drives me crazy when you don't take your makeup off. I know. I care about your skin more than you care about your skin. You know what? You're right. I'm not even going to refute that because you're totally right. You know what? Get a pimple. I don't care. (laughs) You guys need to understand also that there was this one time, one time. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was this? Two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Emma got one pimple on her chin, like one little hormonal pimple (laughs) that wouldn't go away. And I swear to God, there was like a a mass social media campaign, like throughout our friends. Like our sorority was like posting prayers for her. And it's like, Emma Diamond's pimple (laughs) is still here, week one. We're like, are you literally kidding? There was a Snapchat collage. I have to find it. There was. Oh, my God. There really was a Snapchat collage. I'm so mortified I thought that you I were going to, like, get a face transplant. I, yeah, that was a
0: really, that was, uh, wow, my priorities were really out of line there. Okay. Anyway, moving on now to, I feel like now I can never talk about the importance of perspective again because we just talked about how we had a social media campaign for my one pimple. We didn't have a social media campaign.
1: <laughs> you had a social media campaign. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, okay, moving on to Kim and Chris at Chris's Condo, which, by the way, we don't see enough of. There was that one painting with the red money. Yes. And we haven't seen anything since then, really. So what well, the issue was that Alice who we were about to see coming you know coming into the family was going to spend the night cooking for them they were going to have a whole nice dinner but because of the evacuation they couldn't do it at Kim's house and Kim was really upset so they were trying to brainstorm as to what they could do so they decided to do it at um Kendall's house since Kendall's house wasn't in the line of fire and you know Alice was going to come there and they were going to have the whole dinner there. And I think that the point of this, which I have to say, they they repeatedly talked about this throughout the episode. They made a point to say that they felt so fortunate that, you know, they had the means to be able to go to another place or to go to a hotel. And they were talking about how there were people that died in their cars. Yeah. And... You know, we know that, obviously, as someone who's watching the news. But I think that the the fact that they made a point, whether or not they felt it, the fact that they made a point to consciously say it, to, like, make everyone aware of their awareness, I thought was was well done.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they certainly had to. Remember, we were in L.A. at the time. I know. When this was happening, and the air was so thick. Even in West Hollywood, where we were staying, which was so far from Malibu, where the fires were. Yeah. It was thick, like you can smell it in the air. When we went,
0: I guess it was Studio City or whatever, when we were at— um,
1: when we were- Universal? Meeting, Universal, yeah. When we were meeting, what's his name? Um, I remember this, we could see it. I mean, the, it was black. Well, I remember also that we were there and we were driving on this one street and then like the next day, it was like on fire, like completely. You couldn't even- Yeah. My we're dad- like, We were just there. No, and we were
0: with my dad and he was driving and it was kind of like storm chasers, the storm chasers or whatever, tornado chasers, whatever they're called. He was like,
1: I just see it. It's right over there. We're like,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> he was fascinated. Okay. Anyway. I just want to take one minute to tell you guys about Talkspace. As you know, I have spoken a lot about how passionate I am about therapy in my own life and how beneficial that I think it can be. So basically, Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, it's available when you need it, and it's affordable. You know, Life can be stressful. There's a million things, work, family, everything in between, and I think we all struggle with finding time for ourselves, and this really can help you. So What Talkspace does is it makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. Basically, you provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match you with one of their 4,000 therapists the very same day. You can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. The whole idea is that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone, and you can join the more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. I think something really uh, awesome about this is that Anybody who's done therapy before knows that finding the right therapist is can be very stressful. And the whole idea behind detox is that it doesn't have to be. Their matching process takes your unique preferences into account to find you someone whose style and expertise perfectly matches your needs. And if you decide that you want to switch because you're not satisfied for whatever reason, you totally can do it at no extra cost. Super, super important, especially, you know, the therapist-client bond is super important. So again, Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code CELEBS to get your first week free. So again, that's Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code CELEBS. Okay, now back to the show. The next scene is them at Kendall's house, which is where they decide to do the dinner. And it's Alice and her entire family, her sisters, Patricia and Dolores, who could not have been cuter if they tried. No, they couldn't. The The three cutest, the three cutest. The three of them. Oh my God, you are invited to our house for dinner anytime. Do you like how I said our houses?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was so cute. Yeah, Julie writes, Kanye's so respectful. Mrs. Johnson, yeah, Kanye was really, really sweet with them. And they were equally as excited to be in Kanye's presence. Alice loves Kanye. He's like, Kanye, can I please have another hug? She's like, He's like, of course you can. Yeah, they're walking arm in arm throughout the house. It was really sweet. Um, And he's, you know, Kanye said, you know, Kim does all the research and she listens every night to people's stories.
1: Somebody's got to be fearless.
0: He's so proud of well, her. Well, the
1: reason he said that was because she started to say she was like, We're so grateful for you, Kanye. Like, because he he really behind the scenes does a lot and like does a lot support her and has gone out to meet her and, and been involved, especially in her case specifically. And she was saying, like, I'm so grateful for you as well. And he and he like wouldn't take any of it. He like put it right back on Kim. It's so true. He really um
0: I felt like that was a very tangible expression of the concept we always talk about about him putting her on a
1: pedestal. I just had like a revelation. Did you see me like Yeah, what like, was it? I feel like Kanye is so proud because it's such like, I told you so moment because when they were first dating, it was like Kanye West dating Kim Kardashian, this trashy reality star. And he always like knew, like he always knew. And I feel like this is such like a fuck you to everybody who didn't feel that way. He's like, look at my wife. Like you guys thought she was this trashy reality star. Here she is becoming a lawyer, getting people out of prison, doing all of these things. Like, I feel like that's why he's so proud. He was like, I always knew this. That's actually so interesting
0: because, first of all, you're you're spot on, but it's twofold then. Because on one hand, he's so proud of her, and he's so proud of the work she's doing in terms of, like, he genuinely is so thrilled Alice is out. But also, it has to come back to some form of ego yeah. slash narcissism where it's like, see, I was right. Like, isn't right. that funny yeah. to think about? Yeah, that's so true. Good point, Julie. Anyway, so they're at dinner, and it was a super low-key—I mean, you can tell sometimes when they're, like— low-key because they're trying to be low-key or they're actually low-key. This was really, like, they didn't have glam on. I mean, Kim did, but the, the rest of them didn't. It was very thrown together. Even Chris wasn't wearing any makeup, you know? You,
1: That's you, when you know. You could, to me, it was like, you could tell this was really happening live, and as it was. Makeup for them is, like, jeans for me. It's yeah. It's like, it happens, and you usually see me in it, and I don't, like, really let you see me, but it's, like, for them, it's just such a, a natural, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, not a big deal at all. It's, like, at all. for me, it's a huge deal to put on jeans. No, totally. But like. Exactly.
0: Um, I just have to make a note. Kendall is so stunning. Duh. It, oh, I just, I, I don't really have, I just have to take a moment to say that she walked out in that giant oversized sweatshirt, no makeup, her hair is like all over the place. And I was just like, wow, you are one of the most radiant yeah, women she really, I've she's really, really ever seen.
1: Like beautiful, beautiful.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Alice is, you know, showing them pictures of her family and talking about her family, and it was really, really sweet. Also, I, I have to say that when Alice was, they were around the center island, kind of just talking, and and Kanye was expressing how, you know, proud he is of Kim and all that stuff. They panned to Penelope and North for a second, and they were looking at Kim in a sense of admiration. I felt.
1: Yeah, but the t- you know what? It was so re- it's so funny watching them because like you can literally see them as like yourself and your friend when you were six. And you would just sit at your, like, kitchen table or your island, and you would just, like, hang out and, like, watch your parents. You know what I mean? It's but, like, so true. And you would sit really close. Like, I don't know. I was having, like, an out-of-body experience. I I felt the exact same way. Um, so,
0: you know, Chris was really emotional, and she kind of asked Alice her plan for when she got out what what she thought. And Alice said... Chris, I'm telling you that video that you saw of me running into my family's arms, which was, they played it. It was the video right when she was released and she ran across the street to freedom, basically. She said, that was it. She's like, I didn't have a plan. That was that was my plan, just going to my family, which I can imagine. I mean, you know, think about it from Chris's perspective. This is the most well-planned woman we've ever seen, potentially. I, everything's calculated. She can imagine not having an ex-career. I'm Clearly, these are two
1: totally different circumstances. But I'm just saying, she probably was like, wow, that is, you know? No, it's true. And something that's really interesting that the Kardashians do, because I sometimes think that we forget that, the, like almost forget that they're aware that they're on a TV show. Like it's almost like the Truman Show sometimes, mm-hmm. I feel like. But there are certain things that Kim will say and Chris will say that it's like, they know they're on a TV and they're saying this because it has to go and get out. So, I think that Kim raising the point about having a job after prison or how hard it is it wasn't just her like having a normal conversation. It was okay. I'm I'm saying this because this is going to be on TV for people to watch.
0: Absolutely, and but but not in a way of like I want to make myself look good. In a way of raising awareness to the issue. No. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, so let me tell you what happened. So. Basically, Kim was said to Alice. You know, we know you got a book deal, which we're going to get into what the book is in a second. She's like, but what was, you know, did you did you really have a plan for if you didn't have that uh, have that book deal because of how difficult it is um, for people that have been previously incarcerated to get a job? And you know, again, she just reiterates that she really didn't have.
1: She knew she had somewhere to stay. And she said she had job offers, and that was one of the things that. Kim had to show to Trump in order to get her clemency. It was like, she had somewhere to stay and she had job offers. But the whole point of that conversation was, like, that's a rarity for people coming out of prison.
0: Exactly. And that it was amazing and it was such a
1: blessing. But what about the people that don't have family and don't have offers? Th- then what? And that's that's the whole issue with reviticism. Rav- I took a class in college, like my senior year, was like my favorite class I ever took. And it was all about— First of all, I took it because it was called criminology, and I was like, "Oh yeah, let's learn about some serial killers." And it was all just like prison reform, like all, all of that stuff. And and they we learned like about people getting jobs and how you can't get jobs and like getting into college. People they'll make you disclose if you were, and it just every single aspect of it like is set up for you to fail once you get out of the, out of prison. Well, that's uh,
0: first of all, yeah. Second of all, when I was at Columbia, I took the criminal justice reform class. Well, and- wait a minute.
1: <laughs> no
0: but yeah what you're saying is totally true and they they always say um the system isn't broken it's operating exactly as it's intended to which is to keep the same people in the same position which is why the the system in itself needs to be changed right and it's yeah no it's just spot- on I mean you could be in prison for 20 years and you get out with a bus ticket and that's it yeah take take someone who isn't in prison maybe you're anywhere and you come back for 20 years think about how hard that is in general and then you're coming out plus having this, like, target on your back. It's just... Both of us have so many thoughts on this that yeah. let's keep this episode a little more lighthearted and not get into it. I know, because I could really... I could, I could realize- really get into it. I didn't... Just like how you were talking about with the criminology class, that's how I felt with, when I took that class. I didn't ever really fully recognize the injustices in our country. And when I started to learn about them, I just realized how intense it is and how much needs to be changed.
1: I think. I think a lot of people probably have had that one class that, like, clicks them. Like, that was that one class for me. And in the beginning, I was like, I don't, like, this is what I wanted. Like, and then I just, like, stayed, like, the the woman was, like, this adorable Jewish professor from Brooklyn who, like, entire's life work was the school-to-prison pipeline and all those things. And she was so unbelievable talking about it. And it was the most amazing class. And, like, everything that I, I like, know in regards to Kim and, and talking about this, I only know because of that class. I don't think I would have the same perspective or same understanding. No, totally.
0: So anyway, Alice's book, um, with the forward by Kim, is titled Afterlife, My Journey from Incarceration to Freedom, and it's being released May 21st, which is in literally a week. Um, The film, television, and life rights were sold to Endeavor Content, which is a content development company. We don't have any financial details. They haven't been released, which I (laughs) wish that they would be, but we'll see about that. But anyway, Kim is just really proud, and I think it's, it's incredible for Alice, and of course, we're so excited for her, too. Anyway... Transitioning now to scene eight, which was the Ariana Grande music video. I think this was my favorite scene. I loved this. I loved it. It was so cute. It was so good. So Chris is in full blown, just super fandom. I guess I would say. So we first see her. She's in this, you know, pink juicy tracksuit, which is again after Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. And Corey, did you see him being so touchy with well, her? Well, he was like,
1: "You can't go out like that." Yeah, because like, she oh never wears things like that. I, I. There was, I don't that know. Either. I could watch them interact all day long. It's like I a Haley really, and Justin. <laughs> I really like him. I really like I him. I think Chris and
0: Corey are becoming my new Haley and Justin. I just
1: want to see them interact more. We don't I just want to see, see them do laundry, do anything. Just sit, just talk. I'm, I'm here for it. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what I'm going to ask? I, yes, but I'm, don't even ask it. Would you <laughs> watch a Chris and Corey sex tape? Would I watch?
0: Absolutely, assuming, and I feel like I just say this out loud because we one time was caught someone. When we talk about these celebrity sex tape stuff, it's hey. not like we want them to be exposed. In the this is in a hypothetical world where they decided to release it. That's just to preface for anybody. By
1: the way, that just reminded me. Did you see the tweet the other day that was like, "Never forget that Paris Hilton sex tape opens with an <laughs> with an immemorium of nine 11 That's the opening scene of the sex tape. It says immemorium nine eleven, and then it goes to her sex tape.
0: Shut up. Oh, I haven't watched that in so long I completely forgot that happened that's fucking hilarious wow anyway yes I totally would if they consented to that so she's in this you know this in the dressing room getting ready and Ariana walks in and Ar- she compliments Ariana's pink lips and she's like
1: oh is it still on She's like, it's Kylie's. And Chris is like, oh, in that case, it'll be on for hours. Another example of saying things because you know it's going to be on TV. It, exactly. Like having to plug that, like, Kylie Livkit,
0: long lasting. Like I felt like it, almost, it was going to quickly do a pan to like Kylie doing a quick infomercial. That's how that moment was. I'm going
1: to compare this to something you're not going to get, but other people will. There's, in the office, there's this one character who's, whose name is Bob Vance. And every time he's like in a room, he introduces himself. He's like, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. There's like a whole theory online that's like he wasn't just being annoying. He was saying it because he knew he was on TV to promote himself. And that's how I feel about this. That like, they took a cue from that and they were like, oh, Kylie Lipkitt's going to be on forever. Yeah, that's so such a good analogy. Not that I understand it, but now that you said it, I understand it good. Um,
0: (laughs) And so Ariana's talking about how Chris walked in with a giant box of Kylie Cosmetics and she's like, I literally started crying and it was, it was the most relatable.
1: Yeah. Like like, stars, they're just like us. Yeah.
0: Hilarious moment. It was literally our
1: tagline. Even famous people love famous people in an episode. You know what I mean? When we were first starting the account every single comment that we did was like a star is there just like us like any anything we do we can do stars and me and emma would i'm like you're not doing it again we are not capturing another i banned it it was the funniest thing please maybe for this nope nope we're not doing it It again it was so funny um so and then ariana's like guys i'm so excited to make my
0: keeping up with kardashians debut and we're like we're so excited too we're so honored (laughs) you're here thank you for joining us (laughs) So then they go into the scene and when they're in the audience and in the auditorium and she's introducing Chris to Joan, her real mom. And she's like, Real mom, meet fake mom. <laughs> Julie writes, Hi Joan, you little cutie, say hi to Nana for me. Yeah, she's her mom was so sweet. Ugh. Chris dancing was just the beyond. funniest thing. She's ever. like, who knew that I had these moves? I'm like, in
1: Chris. I, I knew, knew you had it in move. you. Me too. Jinx, you can't speak for
0: the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, I, it was so so cute, and she was just you know, Kim Chris kept saying how sweet Ariana was being, which she was. She was genuinely so enthusiastic. She was really working hard to make her feel comfortable. I felt like, didn't you feel that Ariana way? Ariana is a
1: doll? I've always felt that way. When
0: Ariana, when Chris was saying she was so out of breath,
1: Ariana was like, "Yeah, I'm out of breath too." You know, she was. Yeah, it's like it was just yeah. She, she and and Ariana was so happy that Chris was there and agreed to do this, and I was that's what I was saying. Like from Ariana's perspective, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that Chris agreed to do this and help me and do this. And from Chris's perspective, it was, oh my God, I can't believe Ariana wanted me. I feel like this was the role that Chris had trained her whole life for. First of all, it was like, yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. Um, The next
0: scene was Kim at this panel. And before I go into that, I just want to take one minute to tell you guys about Tikis. You've heard us talk about them before. They're this really awesome sandal brand that are leather sandals handcrafted in Brazil. You've seen them on Beyonce, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Steph Shep. Um, We are big fans of this brand. So, fun fact, which I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Anna Wintour bought Tikis for all of the women at her daughter B. Schaefer's wedding which is an amazing gift. I mean, that, that's the whole thing about this. The, these really do make ideal gifts for bridal showers, birthday parties, anything like that. It was founded by um, a husband and wife duo, Carly and Jesse Burnett. Carly came up with the idea when they were in St. Bart's, and they go back every year with their two kids. These sandals are very much on on brand with St. Bart's, just simple, classy, easy. Uh, they also just launched their vegan leather matte collection. They have a nudes collection, which is designed to match every skin tone. And of course, our favorite thing about this brand is that they have monogramming available, which we always say is kind of rare to see in shoe brands, specifically sandals. When do you really see that? And that's why they're so good for goodie bags or you know party favors or things like that. So if you guys are interested, um, our listeners get 15% off with the code CBC. So you go to tiki's, T-K-E-E-S dot com slash CBC to check out the pairs that they have. Again, that's tiki's, T-K-E-E-S dot com slash CBC to check out the pairs they have, and you'll get 15% off. Okay, let us keep going, shall we? Please do. <laughs> so the next scene was Kim at the panel that she was speaking at with uh, Van Jones. And right before they go on, they're watching the live conference about whether or not Trump's going to endorse the First Step Act. It was a really special moment. It was her, Van Jones, Alice, and the team all gathered around this little iPhone and they just start cheering when Trump says that he's going to endorse it. And that was such a cool moment that we got to see,
1: I felt. Well, what I was also thinking, I wrote this down, was that it seems like because we're so aware of it because of Kim's involvement, that this act kind of came together quickly and, and like from the perspective of seeing it, through Kim's eyes, I guess, that it seems like it came together really quickly and was like, okay, Kim got involved and then a couple months later, he endorsed. People have been working on this for years. So that was such a huge moment for everyone who had been working on this, like for this to finally be passed after years and years of working towards it. So it was so unbelievable to see.
0: Amazing and also very, what you just said is very apropos, but what Van said about, yes, it's not like Kim Kardashian came in and just did this. Clearly people have been working on this forever, but she was a, a necessary and real catalyst yes. to it happening. Also, it was cool to see Jessica Jackson was standing right next to Trump, yeah. which was it just shows how close Kim really is to all of this. So anyway, they're on this panel, and you know Van is interviewing her, and he talked about the idea of her going to the White House and the the pushback that she was going to get for that. And she said, as we've talked about before, she was like, you know. I to- of course I knew that I was going to go and people were going to talk shit about me for being there, people that didn't agree with the politics. She was like, but people talk shit about me all the day-, all day. She was like, and my reputation versus a life, she's like, how could I not do it? The people that are getting out, they don't care who signs the clemency. Yeah. They just care that it's signed. And I-, I think out of all the things she's ever said about this, that always has resonated with me because it's so true. Yes, I Alice doesn't care if it's-, if it's Obama or Trump or whoever it is. She just wants out. right and i think that that's really true. So they're on the they're on the panel and and you know Van starts to ask her which most people do about her and Kanye's differing politics and she says you and your husband have very different politics tell me about that. And Kim starts out by saying first of all, you know when we talk we have very similar politics. It's just that he and I quote, he is misunderstood and just the worst communicator. When we talk about it, we have very similar politics. And basically what she was saying is that he's fighting for free thought and she's like I know his heart uh, so i never really stress too much cuz i know his heart. She gets asked this question all the time. I think that the answer that she has is kind of down to a science.
1: Yeah. It's like— What else is she supposed to say? What else is she supposed to
0: say, exactly. Um, you know, but she was saying that one of the things she really appreciates and admires about Kanye is that she used to endorse all the stuff that she didn't believe in, just, quote, for the check. She's like, like, cupcakes and supplements and all this stuff. And she's like, I never would have used it or wore it, but I just did it for the money. And she's like, I'm not like that anymore because of Kanye. Because he showed me, you know, that I it's really important to do what I believe in, and gave me the confidence and all that kind of stuff. And it just brought me back to like the trim quick or quick trim, whatever that stuff they used right. to do. All it's true. They sketchers. Think about the ads that they used to do. But, oh my God, Sketchers.
1: That's crazy.
0: Now, I mean, I Although yeah, she still does the fit T stuff. I was just about to say, with the exception of the fit T stuff, I feel like a lot of their advertisements now is. Their own products. Not saying they don't do other stuff, but but comparatively speaking to what no, she they used would to advertise do, for anything, it's
1: true. I'm not saying she still doesn't, but come on, right? Yeah, they haven't done sugar bear hair in a while, I don't think, or at least Kim hasn't. The other ones may have. It's it's yeah. It's
0: I'm as I'm talking, I'm thinking, am I gonna regret saying this? Am I wrong? But I really, I'm not saying that they don't endorse products that they don't believe in. They, I'm sure, to a certain level, they do. I mean, we see them with the Fit Tea stuff, but I do think it's different than what they used to do.
1: I think the bar is much the higher. The bar is much higher. I'll put it like that. And who knows? It may not be right, but maybe they do like Fit Tea. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe they do like sugar. Like it may have the worst side effects, but they may still like think that it works for yeah, them. I maybe, don't know. Maybe they, I have no idea.
0: I mean, that's a whole. I'll t- I'll tell you one thing. The
1: check must be so massive for them to. That is the one well, thing we know. She makes a million per ad. So yeah, that's a massive check. How much
0: do you think Chloe's making though? Because Chloe was the one who really got the biggest backlash from Jamila Jamil and the, the whole movement, which I think there's a lot of validity to. But I'm saying, how much do you think she's making? A little less, but five five probably. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Insane. Anyway. Um the next scene is Kim and Chloe going back to revisit the houses and to, you know, see what's happening after the evacuation the was lifted and they're able to go back. The fire smell wasn't as bad as I thought. The one thing that I want to talk about this was just the light-up Baby Thompson sign in True History. I love that sign. I love that. So, so cute, right? Did you see yeah, that? I
1: love. I mean, put a neon sign anywhere and it works. And it works, yeah. Okay.
0: We are now uh, ending towards the end of the episode where it was Kylie was hosting Dream's party. As we said before, that was Rob's kind of concern with the whole evacuation that Dream wasn't going to be celebrated, which, of course, Kylie would not allow that
1: to happen oh my god god forbid
0: (laughs) and Chris just says to Kylie you're really becoming the party queen you really just threw
1: this all together so quickly and
0: it was such a moment of like a passing of the torch
1: yeah well that was the same moment when Chris passes the torch took him to do the Christmas party also yeah
0: it was a very uh, it was a nice full circle moment very full circle moment and it was a beautiful and, and Rob was so happy that he has to that he gets to have Dream on her actual birthday and all that stuff um Then the next scene was quickly flashed to – because, of course, this whole episode was tied in. The fires were such a massive part of it. And they really did make a conscious effort to talk about how there were so many people that were so much less fortunate than them. So they quickly cut to their People's Choice Awards acceptance speech and how they dedicated it to all the first responders and firefighters and everyone who helped with that, which, again, great move on their part. And now the last two scenes. So – First, they Kim is on Ellen, and it shows them backstage, and and you know it's Kanye, Kim, Tracy, their publicist, and it's, it was so cool that we got to see Tracy just brief Kim like, make sure you say Adidas and Easy, make sure you say Adidas and Easy, you know all yeah. the stuff that goes into it. So anyway, you know Kim is on Ellen talking about how great of a job the firefighters did, and she they had this couple on. He was a firefighter. It was him and his wife, and it was you know they lost so much. And Kim says, you know, we're going to be donating on behalf of Adidas and Yeezy. We're donating 100K to the couple. It was really, really, really sweet. Yeah. And, you know, they were all emotional. And you saw Kanye in the back.
1: Like, smiling smiling backstage. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool that we got to see the behind the scenes of that. Another moment of Kanye letting Kim be the one that shines because he easily could have brought that check out. It's on behalf of Adidas and Yeezy. He could have walked out with that check and been the hero. But he didn't. He stayed behind. No, he stayed behind. Um, And the episode ends with them
0: at Casa Vega. Which, if you've been watching Kardashians for a while, you know that's a stable. You see those red you leather boots. should go booths. there. We should. You see those red leather boots, and you know exactly what's going on. It was so funny. Courtney literally brought her own salad from another restaurant and put it in a bowl, and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just on a crazy diet, but I will have some chips.
1: Yeah, no, that was—it's one thing to bring in food from another establishment into into it. It's a whole other situation when you put it into their bowls, <laughs> which, by the way, excellent salad bowls they have at Casa Vega. I was thinking the same thing. I've always said salad
0: on a plate is just beyond. I mean, how are we living but in But even in a bowl,
1: the slanted bowl. It was great. Yeah. yeah. We'll
0: have to go there and check it out. I'm anyway, not getting a salad, though. No, it's fine. Uh, Chris was dressed like Alicia Silverstone's character in Clueless, and they were all making fun of her. I thought she looked amazing, but that's fine. But Chloe's like, you think because you're in an Ariana Grande video, you can dress like this? And she's like, you have she's like, listen, I'm in the video. And she's, she's like, like, I'm
1: starring in the video. And Chloe's like, you have a five second clip." She's like, honey, I'm trending on Twitter. I'm number <laughs> one.
0: It was so funny. And she's trying to show uh, Scott, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe the footage. And and Scott's like, you gotta flip the phone. You gotta flip the phone. And she's like, it's locked. It was such a
1: relatable parent moment. Do you ever hold your phone like Chris Jenner just for fun? You know what I mean, where you, like, pinch the corners down here and, like, put your glass on the bridge of your nose. It was so— Just, like, see what it would be like to be her. It was so funny.
0: Anyway, I just—we want to say, Chris, we were so excited for you and your video debut, even though your kids weren't as thrilled. But I understand they have other, you know, things that make it a little less exciting. But for us, we were on cloud nine. Were you not, Julie?
1: I—duh. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, it ended with them teasing the next episode. We see them, you know— going on a girl's trip or so they thought at the Palm Springs house and Corey opens the door which kind of throws them for a loop and you know, want to know something? All I can think about is I cannot wait to see more footage of that Palm Springs house.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, you know how I feel about the Palm Springs They house.
0: could film an entire season not leaving the house and I'd be fine with it.
1: They could film an entire season of them not even in the house Yeah. and just room to room in that Palm Springs house and I'd I would be watch the it happiest girl in the world. In a heartbeat, yeah.
0: Anyway, we hope you enjoyed. We will see you tomorrow for our regular episode and there are so much things in the Kardashian world to talk about. Like, rain on Ellen and Kylie and Travis, just everything. Um, So we'll get into that then, but we love you guys. And thank you again, as I will say every time for being as invested in the micro details as we are, because it is a really awesome community that we're building. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning, There's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant and kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the Conception Aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.